against this enemy is coming as the day goes by. And so last week I started a series and I said we'll be talking about being the church in our usual circumstances. And by the grace of God, last week I remember I left you with three words. I said that the God of all comfort, that he will comfort you, that he will help you, and that he will encourage you. And then I also reminded you that one of the reasons that God does something for you is so that you can also go out and do it for other people. Now, mark my words, in these times, I'm not telling you to go on the street. So when I, go out, when I say go out, I'm expecting you to email your friends, to send messages to them on Facebook, to send messages to them on Instagram, on Snapchat, to send messages to them on WhatsApp, whatever you can do at these times. And if God gives you the grace, you can call them. Everybody likes to hear a friendly voice. So please call people. Be the church. The church is not the building. In fact, if a lot of you didn't know before, now you know that the church is not the building. Every device everywhere now is just lying fallow. Well, even if people want to congregate, there are not more than 10 can congregate there. So by the grace of God, be the church and do what you have to do. Praise God. I also want to thank God for my own life. Uh, this is the first year that, uh, by the grace of God, my birthday will be celebrated over three days. People started sending me messages from the 27th of the month. Initially, I thought, oh, what is going on? And then I realized, is that that some of them forgot? Or some of them decided that at least by the time pastor wakes up in the morning, he will have the message. So I got messages on the 27th. I got messages on the 28th. And by the special grace of God, my wife has reminded all of you now that yesterday was pastor's birthday so that all of you can continue to celebrate. So why don't you celebrate in your homes? You may not be able to come together for now to celebrate. But don't worry, by the grace of God, I will send you all of you cakes by WhatsApp. In Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. So this morning, we want to talk about fighting the good fight of faith. Fighting the good fight of faith. First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12. Apostle Paul, so First Timothy chapter, two, verse, chapter 6, verse 12. Apostle Paul says, fight the good fight of faith. Now, it is interesting that it is in First Timothy chapter 6, verse 12, but also Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12. So if you don't remember anything from today's sermon, you remember 6, 12. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, and against spiritual wickedness in high places. It is interesting that since the beginning of the year, the Lord has been preparing us for something that we did not even know was coming. Since the beginning of the year, we have been talking about how do you survive in this world. From the beginning of the year, we have been talking about waging war. From the beginning of the year, the Lord God Almighty has called us together to pray. And so I want to let you know that God is really with us. And so when we say that the theme for our year is God with us, even as at today, the 29th of March, we can prove it and we can say, indeed, the Lord has been with us. Praise the Lord. I want to remind you from some of the messages we have had in the past. We said that life is a battlefield. 
and there are many battles you will fight along the way. But I want to reassure you of one thing. Only the strong will survive. Brethren, who can be strong? Anybody can be strong. Uh, the Bible says that they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. You know, when we began to fast for 50 days, some people were saying that we don't know why, why is it that we fast every year. Now that the government has told us to stay at home, are we not fasting? Praise the Lord. And so it goes back to what we usually say. You better pray so that you don't have to pray. And it's the, second, the second thing is that you better fast so that you don't have to fast. Praise the Lord. And so I want to encourage you. It is one of those things that you co we continue to talk about. When something is called, either you understand it or not, please just be a part of it. And the Lord God Almighty that has prepared people like us, all of you that also um, has also joined the fasting, the Lord God Almighty will extend his grace upon as many as could not, were not able to do that in Jesus' name. Now, when we say that life is a battle, the question is, what are we fighting for? When you go through life, you realize that first and foremost, you are fighting for your own life. Brethren, it is difficult to save somebody else if you cannot save your own life. And so the first person you are fighting for is yourself. In this coronavirus uh, era, you find out that if you yourself are not well, you find out that you can't help somebody else. Praise the Lord. If the doctors are not well, they can't help anybody else. In fact, if a doctor himself is sick now, the doctor will be quarantined for 14, 14 days. It means that that doctor is of no use to anybody for 14 days. And so the first thing that you are fighting for is your own life. The second thing that you are fighting for, the second group of people, are the lives of the people that are in your immediate surrounding, your family, your husband, your wife, your children, the people that are around you, depending on where you live. If you live in an apartment building, you are fighting for the lives of those that live in your building. If you, are, if, you are, if you are living in the condominium, you are fighting for the lives of the people around there. And one of the ways to fight this time around is to make sure that everybody stays indoors and keeps the distance that we want to keep. Lastly, we are fighting for the lives of our leaders. Brethren, it was interesting yesterday, or was it two days ago now, that it was told to us that in England, the prime minister developed it, the health minister developed it, and the public health, the doctor in charge of public health there also developed coronavirus. Brethren, coronavirus is not a respecter of persons. And so you have to understand that when we say that everybody needs to do what they have to do in order to protect our lives, the lives of those around us, and the lives of our leaders. Now, who is the enemy? You see, whenever we talk in, in, in spiritual terms, we always talk about the enemies that you can see and the enemies that you cannot see. The enemies that you can see are easier to deal with. The enemy you cannot see, they are extremely dangerous. Now, I know some of you that come from certain backgrounds, you will understand that it is easy to fight somebody that you can see. But if a witch is flying all over the place and you can't see them, then it becomes a challenge. And so your enemy may be seen or unseen, number one. Your enemy may be known or unknown. You see, a lot of times, the enemy is something that you know, something that you've studied. But right now, everybody is fighting an enemy that is new. Everybody is fighting an enemy that nobody knows about. 
Everybody is fighting an enemy that it, it is experience that is giving us the knowledge. Brethren, there are some experiences you don't need to go through. My prayer is that you will not go through that kind of experience in Jesus' name. Now, if the enemy is known, the enemy may be understood or not. I don't know about you. I grew up in a particular country where there are lots of snakes. Now, I know that there are snakes. But today, I have not understood snakes. And I don't care to understand snakes. Amen? You know, I remember when I first came to Canada, and we were about to go to, to church one of those days, and suddenly, I saw a group of children gathering around the garden. And I said, what are they doing there? They said they are playing with snake. Ah. <laughs> I said, where I come from? Whenever you see a snake, there's only one instinct you have. And that is what? That is what? You kill it. And if you cannot kill it, you run. But that somebody will play with snake. Ah. <laughs> I said, I have never seen that. Too. And then I saw them. They were carrying the snake. And then the snake will crawl all over their body. Ah. I said, God, this is something new. So it is possible to know the enemy and understand the enemy. And it is possible that you don't understand the enemy. The enemy, like I said before, may be new or may be old. There are some enemies that they have been there since the beginning of the world. Satan, the devil, Lucifer, for example, he has been there since the beginning of the world. But the only thing with him is that he keeps changing the tactics that he uses. Today, he will use one tactic. When he sees that people are beginning to get onto that tactic, then he uses another tactic. And so I want to encourage each and every one of us that as you are fighting this battle for your faith and for your life, you want to try as much as possible to know as much as you can know. Because knowing the enemy helps you to know the weakness of the enemy. Now, let me stop here just to say one or two things. The question everybody is asking now is, when the weather warms up, will COVID-19 go away? And to tell you the truth, even all the scientists cannot answer the question yes or no. But what everybody can tell you is that if this virus is going to behave like any other viruses that are known like it, then the weather will kill it. Because you will notice that those of you that live in tropical countries, there is a disease there called, I mean, it's a form of conjunctivitis, but we call it Apollo. Now, that disease, you will notice, normally it comes only during a season called Amatan. And that Amatan is the equivalent in the tropical nations of what is winter here. Praise the Lord. Now, you will also notice that in Canada and in all the temperate worlds, that most of the time, the flu only comes mostly during winter. Sometimes it will start early in October and it might extend all the way to May, but you will know that nobody talks about having influenza at the height of summer in July. And so I want you to take heart that as we are praying, let the sun continue to shine, let the weather continue to improve, and then we believe God that, you see, God has a way of making sure that something cannot kill everybody. And that is why we have seasons and changes in weather. You know, sometimes I was thinking about it also. You know, whenever somebody has a fever in a country where I come from, every fever has a diagnosis. They call it malaria. 
Even if you have fever, you don't, they don't even know what is wrong. But then I began to think that there are seasons when the mosquito is not very active. How can I, how can you still have malaria at that time? It's just to let you know that all of these things, the Bible says to everything there is a time and there is a season. And so, take heart, my brother and my sister, the season of COVID-19 is coming to an end. Now, I want to remind you, the enemy is very smart. The enemy is adaptable. Now, in science, we call that mutation. Mutation means that, what, that an organism will change in order to adapt to the new circumstances that they find themselves. Now, the same thing happens in spiritual terms. You will find that the enemy finds a way to adapt to wherever they are. Number two, the enemy in this case can be transported anywhere. After all, coronavirus was not novel to Canada. Somebody, some people brought it here. And so you want to understand that it can be transported anywhere. Number three, it can wreak havoc anywhere. Only God knows how, only how many days ago that we started hearing about it. But now we are counting tens of thousands of people that have died. So it can wreak havoc anywhere. We also want to understand that one of the things that God has given us as human beings is the ability to congregate together. The ability to be with one another. And that is one of the greatest things that this thing is fighting now. That is why now we have coined the word for it, social distancing, which in reality should be physical distancing. Because socially we are still connected. Amen? We are connected on Facebook, that is social. We are connected on Instagram, that is social. We are connected in every... In fact, I don't think people are more connected now than they were before. In fact, I think, sorry, I think people are much more connected now than they were before. And so it is not social distancing. It is actually physical distancing. Praise the Lord. Now, the enemy is invisible, which is unfortunate. And the reason it is unfortunate is that sometimes it is better to fight a lion than to fight something that you cannot see. I know I have never had to fight something I don't see, but sometimes when you watch some of these movies, somebody stands and then is looking all around and then they show something crawling under the rug. <laughs> you don't know where the enemy is. How do you fight that kind of enemy? Number six, number five, no, number six. This virus is numerous. It's not the same virus that is going from place to place. And so, I want you to understand now, for those of you that are in the Christian fold, you will understand now, when the Bible talks about principalities, because it is not just one, it is in the plural. It is not the same COVID-19, uh, COVID virus that is in Moncton, that is in Fredericton. They cannot be operating at the same time in two different places. And so, it spreads and then it goes around. Another thing I want you to understand when it comes to possession is that this thing is exactly behaving the way evil spirits behave. It wants a body to inhabit. Brethren, your body will not be inhabited by, by coronavirus in Jesus' name. Your body will not be inha inhabited by evil in the name of Jesus. Lastly, the enemy is wicked. And when I say wicked, I mean wicked. It causes suffering. It doesn't matter how mild the disease is. Fever, cough, body aches, shortness of breath, all of those things, it is a wicked way to die. It is a wicked thing to have. Brethren, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for you, I'm praying for your family, I'm praying for everybody that is connected with you. You will not know suffering in Jesus' name. Now, 
The Bible says, men ought always to pray and not to faint. Brethren, if you are going to fight the good fight of faith, you have to remember to pray. Even those that don't believe in prayer, brethren, this is the time to pray. When you know the solution to something, you can depend on your own power and ability. When you don't know, you better depend on God. Brethren, I, I challenge people once in a while. Even if you didn't pray before now, and you pray, can your situation get any worse? Your situation can only get better. And so if prayer actually works, which I am a testament to it, then let every man lift up holy hands everywhere and pray. Now, I'm going to tell you, tell you three things that make the battle easier to fight. They make the battle easier. Number one, every battle that you fight is better when you fight together. When you're on the same side, every battle is easier. When you're pulling together, every battle is easier. And so I want to encourage you, as we are fighting the battle against coronavirus, I want to encourage you that the fight in this case is to stay home. You know, it is, it is actually interesting that normally when people want to fight, everybody comes together. But this is an unusual fight. It is the only fight that I have heard of in my many years of being a human being that you fight without coming together. Christians come together to pray so that we fight together. Christians come together to worship so that we fight together. But now, coronavirus is separating people. But thank God for technology. Technology is still keeping people together and we are still praying. And that is why the Bible says it in that passage that I read. It says, for we, it doesn't say for I, it says for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood. So let us remember that the battle is easier when you fight together. Also, remember, the Bible says, for, we, for though we walk in the flesh, we are not waging war according to the flesh. For the weapons of, not my warfare, but the weapons of our warfare are not of flesh, but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion. We and our. Remember, the Bible says he sent forth his word and he healed them. The word of God continues to be powerful. It continues to be strong. It continues to cut in asunder. So the first thing we want to do is to remember that in this battle we are all in it together. And we have to fight together. And the way we can fight together is by praying and by believing God that this thing is going to go away. Praise God. Number two. We fight, the battle is easier when we build each other up. Brethren, as I'm speaking to you, some people may be discouraged. As I'm speaking to you, some people may be thinking, what will they eat? As I'm speaking to you, some people may be thinking, what will happen to their mother? But the Bible says, let us build one another up. This is not the time to judge anybody. This is not the time to say the way somebody did it is wrong. This is not the time. In fact, anything anybody does now, it is because everybody is scared and they are making irrational decisions. And so please, even if you think somebody did something that is not right, this is not the time to, be, uh, to, to, this is not the time to begin to say bad things about one another. And so I want, you to, I want to encourage you. 
build somebody up. Build your husband, build your wife, build your children. Pick up your phone, send messages of encouragement. Send messages that will build somebody up. How, how else can we, uh, what else does the Bible say about building everybody up? He said, let no corrupting talk come out of your mouth, but only such as is what? Good for building up, as fits the occasion, that it may give grace to those that hear it. Brethren, there will always be opportunity to build somebody up. Apostle Paul told the Romans, he said, when we get together, I want to encourage you, and I keep on saying it, getting together here is because they are getting together on the phone. It's because they are getting together through other media. He says, when we get together, I want to encourage you what? In your faith. He said, but I also want to be encouraged by you. You know, in those, I, I know a lot of people always say, oh, nobody encouraged me. But one of the questions I always like to ask is that, who have you encouraged? The Bible says that you are giving something so that you can also give it out. People have been encouraging you since you are little. People have been encouraging you to go to school. People have been encouraging you to do something, to get better, to be somebody. Brethren, you have received a lot of encouragement. Why don't you also now begin to encourage other people? Encourage, if you're a child, encourage your parents. They may not be able to tell you a lot is going on in their minds. If you're a wife, encourage your husband. Thank God, a lot of the African men, they won't say a lot but a lot is on their minds. If you are an African man, encourage your wife. If you are, if you are, whatever, whoever you are, encourage one another. In fact, let me stop here to say one or two things. The other day I was talking with somebody and I said, <laughs> the Bible says that what God has joined together, let nothing put asunder. I said, but uh, God forbid, you will suddenly realize that if a couple is managing themselves, I'm sure you know what I mean by that. And the husband, instead of spending nine hours at work, he spends 12. So that when he comes home, he says he's just tired to sleep. Or vice versa. And now both of them are locked up in the house for 24 hours. <laughs> Brethren, I pray that coronavirus will not put us under. Because you will begin to understand that this thing is not just affecting people physically, it's affecting people emotionally. And so when we talk about building one another, brethren, call a family. Ask them, how is your husband doing? Ask them, how is your wife doing? You can still encourage them on the phone. So you, you don't have to physically meet them. You can encourage them on the phone. Because I can guarantee you, people are going through different challenges. And there is no challenge that is worse than the one that you have no break in. At least when people go to work, it's a break. You go to work and say, ah, thank God I have this job that I can go to. But when there is no job to go to, <laughs> brethren, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. How else can the battle be easier? We serve one another. The Bible says, for even the Son of Man came not to be served, but to serve. But to serve and to what? To give his life as a ransom for humanity. You know, somebody was asking me a question this morning. He said, but a lot of healthcare workers have died in Italy. And he says, but somebody is now asking me to volunteer. Why will I volunteer to die? I was tempted to respond. 
that after all, that is what Jesus did for all of us. He came to die so that we may live. But then the Bible now, uh, God now encouraged me. He says that Jesus told us, he said, whoever lays down his life, he said, we have it. He said, but it is that person that is keeping it that will eventually lose it. So brethren, I can guarantee you, God is not a God of wickedness. If God is laying it on your heart to serve anywhere, serve, God will protect you. Because why? That same God has control over everything that is happening. Now, I am not saying that you should know that somebody has coronavirus and that you'll be going to, to stay around them all the, all the place. That's not what I'm saying. That's foolishness. There's a difference between faith, service, and foolishness. But it doesn't stop you from serving. Praise the Lord. What other way can we make sure? The Bible says that if there's any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, my, any affection and sympathy, complete my joy by being of the same mind. Don't do anything out of selfish ambition. Brethren, let us continue to serve one another. You remember that woman, you remember that man. There are people in our midst, their families have been torn apart by coronavirus. The husband is God knows where, where the wife is here, or vice versa, and they cannot even come to one another. Remember them in your prayers. In fact, you that you are complaining that your husband or your wife is not good, remember those that they cannot even come together now. Brethren, let us serve one another. I'm, I'm, I'm rounding up now. What strategy do you have over the enemy? The strategy that you have, the Bible tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8, it says, be what? Vigilant and sober. Be vigilant and sober. Brethren, let us be vigilant. Let us be vigilant. Let us be vigilant. You'll be vigilant in the way you feel. You'll be vigilant in the place that you go. You'll be vigilant in everything that is around you. But whatever you do, the Bible says, be vigilant and sober. Now, as I round up, the Bible now says, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. It says, now unto him who is able to do, far above, far more abundantly, than all that I, all that you, all that we, remember that word again, we ask or think according to the power at work within us. Remember I said that we are fighting this battle together. It says to him be glory in the church and in Jesus Christ through all the generations forever and ever. Amen. Let me give you some encouragement before I go. If by the grace of God, you have been doing what, what, uh, what God has told us to do, I can guarantee you have, you have nothing to worry about. There is a blessing that God gives the obedience. The Bible says, if you shall obey the voice of the Lord thy God. Brethren, it doesn't matter if a child should say something and he says it's God speaking. And it doesn't go against the tenets of God. Brethren, please let us learn to obey it. Fifty days we were fasting. How did we know that we were preparing for a time like this? I think this will go to show everybody that God has a way of speaking. God has a way of speaking. And when God is speaking, please key into it. 
So that is for those of you that have been fasting. Now, there are some of us that may not have been lucky to even know that there was a fasting. There are some of us that even say, I don't even know this God that you are talking about. Before we go now, I'll give you an opportunity because after now, we will, and I'll mention this to the people, that, the people of the church, we will log in online and then we will pray because we need to pray. But for those of you that say, but pastor, I don't know God, I'm going to invite you because the Bible says as many as come unto him that he doesn't cast anybody out. God is recruiting a mighty army. He doesn't leave anybody out. He wants you to be part of the army. He wants me to be part of the army. The more people in the army, the better, even though God does not fight in numbers. But I want to guarantee you that you can become part of that army today. I want to guarantee you that God Almighty himself, he can bring you to a place that you have never been to before. I want to guarantee you that God himself can begin to show you things that you never knew could happen in this world. And so if you are, if you are like that and you say, Pastor, I want to commit my life unto this Christ. I want to become a friend of this God. I want to begin to see the things that others see. I want to begin to hear the things that others hear. I'm going to pray with you in a moment. But when we finish praying, I want you to remember there are many ways you can get, that you can get in touch with us. Number one, if you go on our website, is ccm.church, cornerstonechapelmonkton.church. If you go there, it says contact us. If you send us an email, somebody will get in touch with you. That is the first way you can get in touch with us. Number two way that you can get in touch with us is that you can call the church office. There are still people that listen to the messages just to make sure that no message is left unattended to. And so, I mean, the, 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 the number is 506. Remember that we're in Canada. And the number is 506-855-RCCG. 855-RCCG or 7224. Whichever one that you prefer to use. If you forget 7224, put RCCG and it will give you it, it, it will give you an opportunity to leave a message. Likewise, you can go to our Facebook page. Just put in the search button, in, in the search column in Facebook, Cornerstone Chapel Mountain, and you'll be able to get in touch with us. We want to be able to connect with you. We want to bring you along, and we want to make sure that you don't become a casualty of war. And our prayer is that none of us will be a casualty of this war in the name of Jesus. So whatever you do, brethren, make sure that you fight a good fight of faith. Let us pray. Father, we want to thank you for your children. Father, we want to bless your holy name. We thank you, everlasting Father, for those that are watching at home now and those that are saying, Lord, I come to you. Father, whatever be the challenges of any, O oh Lord, we commit them into your hands. We pray, everlasting Father, that you will have mercy. Father, as many as are strayed away and are coming home, Father, accept them. Lord, as many as have never known you, I pray in the name of Jesus that as are coming today, O oh Lord, that you open the doors, of, the doors unto them in the name of Jesus. Father God Almighty, every sin, every iniquity, every transgression, every trespass, I commit them into your hands. And I pray, God Almighty, that the blood of Jesus will wipe them away in the name of Jesus. God, accept them in the fold. Father, enlist them in the army. Father, I pray, O oh God, that the benefit of the children of God extend it unto them in the name of Jesus. Thank you, everlasting Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Now, for those of you that are members of Cornerstone, and if you want to join us online, 
You can join us in the next three to five minutes as we log in. And the number again is 514-819-0355. 514-819-0355. And then when they ask you for a code, you just put 1%. 1%. 1 percent. 1 percent. 1 P-E-R-C-E-N-T. And if you don't remember that, then you put 1737 2368. 1737 2368. The Lord bless you. Let's share the grace in fellowship. May the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us now and forevermore. Amen. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen. We shall live, we shall not die. We shall live to declare the works of God in the land of the living. In Jesus' name, amen. The Lord bless you. Have a wonderful day.